0: I got a thought of of Bard walking around, seeing a stone, picking it up, moving it left a few inches, and being like, "Ah, there it is," and then moving on. And we don't know what that means, but he knows what's going on.
1: Oh my god! Okay, so officially from now on, like, because that just made me think of the Sailor Moon meme with tuxedo mask. And so now I'm just going to refer to Bard as tuxedo mask, just like moving a rock there my work here is done but you didn't do anything <laughs> whips his cape and is off to the next adventure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and welcome to casuals of Ruterra episode 87 i'm your host ryan here with your other host hedge
1: oh my goodness uh and we we get to, to have more just champion spotlights like, we, we've done it we, we're away from the stardians
0: i know right um even though there's some mentions in here about some first starlight uh that may still be relevant oh. i know hedge oh. is having a heart attack oh no God,
1: no the starlight <laughs>
0: Um, Something that hasn't changed Housekeeping That's always there And you can listen to us everywhere You can send us an email At podcastcore at gmail.com You can visit us at podcastcore.com For all of our info Then follow us on any platform you prefer Or all the platforms uh, Because that would help us with discoverability We appreciate that Leave us a like, comment, or a short review. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell one friend to hear the sounds of creation by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast.
1: Uh, I love the emphasis on podcast there. Like. No, don't 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 go don't go to the independent film study. Yeah, we're the podcast. <laughs>
0: like we're Bard, not,
1: we don't associate with the independent film guys. <laughs>
0: exactly, like Bard, you can only hear us. You can't see us. <laughs> but um, yeah, today we're talking about the man himself. We want to do this episode for a while. The way the releases have been going, this has been the best opportunity to start getting outside of you know the boots-on-the-ground type approach to characters, where we get to talk about more ethereal things. Obviously, we recently talked about Orn. Listen to that episode, because that also has some relevance here, him being a demigod, etc. Um, but today, we're going to talk about the Celestial. Even though in the game, in Legends of Runeterra, he's not referred to as a Celestial-type card, he is a Celestial, so just keep that in mind as we talk about things today
1: and with him being a celestial it's also worth mentioning that you know we touch on these in some of our older episodes like Aurelian soul and Zoe so uh, he's kind of in that same party but he's very very different very different Um, but let's talk about what we like with the world there which is some cards you know and
0: start us off
1: and so with Bard, we have, like, a really cool mechanic, which is the chimes, um, mm-hmm. or essentially placing boons inside of your deck. And uh, I, for one, am a sucker for this kind of gameplay because it harkens back to, like, the old school Hearthstone hand buff cards. Yeah. Um, so I I definitely had, a, like, my... A ton of fun putting really dumb decks together but uh so a couple of my favorite cards to go with that uh the spell is going to be cosmic binding so this is a five mana fast speed spell and it has deal two to an enemy and stun another enemy and then plant six chimes on random cards in your deck. So uh, the chimes, they work pretty much like Teemo traps, except for your deck, so you have to draw into them, and when you trigger one of these quote-unquote traps, um, when they're in your own deck, they're called boons in the mechanics, and when you trigger one of these boons, it will give a random... A random follower or champion in your hand, plus one, plus one. So that works entirely from hand. It doesn't go onto the battlefield or anything unless a card says otherwise. But that aside, this card is not bad like it's pretty flexible like you've got a stun which is going to be really good for if you're kind of playing a little bit more mid-rangey to control and being able to deal two damage to something is not terrible uh and the fact that it also is spread out so that way you're not necessarily having to damage the same unit that you're stunning is cool um i can save just from experience because i've i played with this a lot that it's a little frustrating because you do have to have two targets um you can't do the two damage and the stun to the same thing uh and the ui it gets really wonky if you want to just stun a unit and there's only one unit on board but the card's very flexible it's pretty good um and for our purposes it has flavor and I love the flavor text on all the cards for Bard because the fact that he's a celestial, there's not really a lot of physical evidence of bard's existence and so we get a lot of these stories that are really just conversations and it's that beginning of how legends are born so the flavor text on cosmic binding is a conversation between a mother and child and it's mama where does the caretaker go he goes everywhere love as far as the eye can reach but why Ah, oh, my sweet, do not think on why. Not even our wisest elders can understand the caretaker's ways. And it, it, like that—that's the stuff that I love because that's—that's that's how all these legends get born. Even in real life, is that it's word of mouth. These stories that you tell your kids when you go to when they're going to bed, and they just grow and grow into legend.
0: Yeah, once again, this is a similar flavor to what we talked about in our Ornn episode. And this specific quote is important uh, because it's mother and child will play into our story episode uh, when we talk more about Bard. Uh, but take us to the man with the biggest grin. Uh, Bad-
1: all right, so if you want some nightmares just open the full art on this. <laughs> just stare into Maduli the Gatekeeper's soul. Uh um, Spear the way anybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this I this has such Ghibli vibes to it. It's so good. But um so Maduli the Gatekeeper is a 6 mana follower 4/6. And he has, when I'm summoned, plant a chime on the top card of your deck. Then double the boons in your deck. So this, especially when we get to Bard, uh, it will be really apparent how much of, like, a basically a must-play this card is with Bard. Because of the fact that you're playing for value. You're trying to get value in your hand. And the best way of getting... If you're playing for value, you want to keep getting value so all this value you've already built up why not double it hey uh <laughs> and it's also this is a really cool card for it too because it puts a chime on the top card of your deck so you know that the next draw you're going to be triggering uh these boons and if you have cards in in play that affect that have effects that go along with that it's really important to have but the flavor is really sums up the art of this card uh so again open the art stare into the soul <laughs> be terrified that it stares back okay now that you're terrified the quote on this one is from an old story so again more word of mouth stuff yeah. and this is from old gaff and he says gave me a right fright it did arms sprouting all over teeth big as boulders Oh, and when that creature ran that mallet across its teeth, made a song so eerie, thought I'd die, ran for my life, I did, but not before I seen it holes in the sky must have been hundreds of them uh so one it's like it sums up this, it sums up the look of this like perfectly if I ran into this thing out in the wild. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be staying to figure out what it's doing either. I don't care that it's playing music off of its teeth. Get me away from me. (laughs) But it does also show that, like, that Maduli does have, like, a very strong connection to Bard because it seems that he's capable of opening up portals for more Celestials to come into the world of Terra, which is very interesting. Like, uh, is Bard... Like, is this an essence of Bard, or is Bard just one of many different kinds of caretakers? These are things that we don't really know yet. But we have Maduli, and he will haunt my dreams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When I think about Maduli, and this is going to be a very timely reference, uh, we're cross-cultured here. So recently, spoilers for any Silent Hill fans, we had a new trailer come out for Silent Hill F., it is Whoa! a terrifying trailer for the future of that series, but there is uh, the sound design and the song choice for that trailer is very airy and very unique and you should check it out and think about that when you think about Meduli Space. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, like, and it, it really is just like, you know, I now I just want, if someone listening to this is like art inclined. We need we officially need fan art of like the pyramid head with Madouli. <laughs> just like playing a song on pyramid head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's get into our main topic right now of the champion himself. Bard. So the name of this episode is Wonderwall by Oasis. Because that's what I think is the song playing during the creation of Ruterra. Where Bard's like, wait. What's that sound? Oh, and after baby, all, you're gonna be the one that saves me.
1: Bard is a wonder wall. I, I'm leaving. I, I, I can't do this. How Dare you bring Oasis into this?
0: <laughs> so as we mentioned, Bard is a celestial, but not represented as that in the game. Uh, but he's unique from different celestials, right? We've talked about other celestials before, listen to all of our stuff there, there, especially the Targon stuff. Uh, But he perceives the world differently. He perceives it through sound uh, rather than sight. But think of it like Daredevil. Like his sound is so good that it becomes sight, right? It's kind of obscure because he is ethereal. But before sound was created, he was essentially flying blind through the cosmos with no physical form, and then the for- forging of the first stars began, which is our reference to you know some Star Guardian stuff, because that comes up a lot uh, in that side universe. But he's floating, essentially blind, and as he's traveling through what began to be these resonance of sound from these stars being created, the first Meeps, started to pop up and follow him. And the Meeps are essentially incomplete motes of energy. And we'll talk about their life cycle later on and in the subsequent episode. But they began to follow follow him. And that was Bard as, not as we know it completely, but the concept of Bard.
1: Yeah, and it it is really cool as far as just getting to see The beginning of Bard because it's a lot more ethereal uh, in comparison to the other celestials that we've talked about, especially like Aurelian Soul or Zoe, where you know they the fact of the way that they interacted with the world gave made them feel a little bit more corporeal as far as just in storytelling. Whereas you know, with Bard, it really is just sound, and uh, he's even there with the first sounds of the universe. So, like he it gives just this kind of like a cloud feeling, yeah uh, if there's any Futurama fans out there, it's like what I imagine of like when Bender finds God, yeah, and it's just this empty space that's like vibrating, and he understands it <laughs> like it, like that's barred to me at this point, um, but the. Like, let's push forward because, you know, I I still don't get meeps. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) I still don't get meeps. So don't worry, I got you, bro. I got you. Hopefully if I just hear it in your words, I'll get it. So let's push
0: forward. (laughs) Okay. So he begins to hear an unfamiliar, more rough, primitive symphony sort of sound, and he decides to investigate, right? He's just as curious as any other god, demigod, celestial. So he goes looking for it and he stumbles across what is early Runeterra. And I have a note here that says that I believe the relation to this is around Orrin's story because this is probably around the time the Hearthblood first started appearing. Cause that's the, up to this point in the episodes, this is the first time we have like an early primitive people that are active and connected with some kind of godly sort. So I think that's what he's hearing. Um, and Orin is doing things that are causing like mountains to rise and all that stuff. So that makes sense, right? That kind of aligns with this, this beginning of a new world. So he's immediately interested, right? This new sound, he begins to investigate deeper, enhance. So, you know, it's beautiful to him, but despite this beauty, he notices that the song is becoming sort of destructive. Once again, I think this is referencing the Vola Bear incident right like these are the early times of conflict so he decides you know what i'm done just looking from afar i'm going to intervene
1: i mean it, as far as with the destructiveness like it definitely could be the volibear incident uh or you know we've covered a lot of different champions here so we have the ruination yeah the ruination 2.0 <laughs> and the ruination 3.0 like it, there's definitely a lot that could be like what is dragging Bard over here, yeah. as far as just like this destruction. Uh, but it's really cool because the destruction to Bard is that it's a loss of sound. Yeah. So it's this song is disappearing, but it's also interesting to him because what's there is independent from everything else. So we get this understanding now that like the universe outside of Runeterra is kind of has a harmony to it. Whether it be like life living within harmony, or the may perhaps even like a a lack of life and its life that makes Runeterra so different. Um, so it it's really interesting the fact that like Bard is dragged over here just because like Runeterra is so different from everything else. Yes, and we don't really know what makes it so different. We can just have speculation, but I. Definitely think, you know, Orn burning half of the Freljord and (laughs) Volibear, blowing it up with lightning. That could do it. That that, that tracks. I feel like that would bring anybody.
0: It's like your neighbors hear enough noise to call the cops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just like, how many gunshots was that? That's it. I'm calling.
0: (laughs) So we now get the final step to the Orn that we know from the game's. Uh, Bard, or sorry, not the Orn Bard. See, I'm thinking about Orn now, Orn on the brain. No, <laughs> we, we're,
1: we were excited about Orn, damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're beyond demigods, we're in celestial territory now. <laughs> so, Bard enters the material realm, realm and he lands in what is the first lands of Ionia. We do know historically in Runeterra, Ionia is one of the oldest areas, um, as far as being known as such. And he creates this simple body from trinkets and fabrics that he finds on a traveling wagon, and this gives him that look, right? That you that you know the the iconic um, kind of creepy look, um, not medulli creepy, just creepy enough. Not medulli creepy. <laughs> There's
1: so little out there that's medulli creepy. <laughs>
0: So for a long time, he's walking around the world, he's noticing these convergences of many complex powers. And these powers were disrupting the natural cosmic order of things. And he starts to create a theory. He thinks that there's other powers in the celestial realm that play some part in this disruption, but they're unknown on what their purpose is. Because remember, when you think about these, these aren't gods, these are celestial. So or I guess they are technically gods, uh, but they don't really walk the plains of Runeterra. So what could be their goal for this quote-unquote experiment, right? Uh, we'll talk more about that in upcoming episodes.
1: And the with Bard coming into Ionia, like one of the key things as far as this transformation into the character that we recognize as far as the yeah. physical form uh, is that the mask that he wears and... I, you know a little bit of a spoiler behind the scenes is that we are working on like some content that will go deeper into that but the culture of masks and spirits in Ionia is super strong and it goes through a lot of the lore for specifically Ionia and even some of the other champions that are there Uh, like there's a big significance as far as the spirits around like that the physical realm cannot perceive and masks to represent them so the fact that bard you know is just grabbing a bunch of random crap off of this cart yeah and dons a mask you know bard doesn't know any of this stuff he's just trying to figure out what it's that who's off key like, that's all he cares about but the fact that he dons that mask really begins the possibility for Ionians to start building this legend around this caretaker. Cause there's like this spirit that's floating around and he has a terrifying best friend, uh, but it <laughs> won't hurt you.
0: <laughs> so Bard like Orn, kind of likes to keep things simple, even though he has this big grand theory, his goal is still the same. He wants to take anything out of place and return it to where it can do no further harm, which for mere mortals is very ambiguous um but it just reminds me like immediately i got a thought of of bard walking around seeing a stone picking it up moving it left a few inches and being like ah there it is and then moving on <laughs> and we don't know what that means but he knows what's going on
1: oh my god okay so officially from now on I would like because that just made me think of the sailor moon meme with tuxedo mask and <laughs> So now I'm just going to refer to Bard as Tuxedo Mask, just like moving a rock. There, my work here is done. But you didn't do anything. Whips his cape and is off to the next adventure.
0: <laughs> so, you know, Bard's goal, just to remind you guys, is just to keep the universe in tune, right? Or get it back in the tune that he liked so much. And he can see here, (laughs) quote-unquote, the future. So he knows that there's a great conflict coming and it's going to involve everybody, not just the mortal realm. And as he awaits that, the twist here is that he's still not sure what side he'll be on. And that's where the theories start to come in. But before we get there, we're going to talk about the card because the card has some stuff here. And Bard is an interesting card, card, like Hedge I love this card. Yeah. He introduced another mechanic into the game. So Bard is a four cost two five, which fits his build. Um, And his origin is the Wandering Caretaker. And when he attacks, he plants three chimes on random cards in your deck. And his level up requirement is that you've increased the total stats of allies in play or hand by 20 plus, which isn't hard when you're building uh, a Bard deck. Uh,
1: and this is also fun because it's the first character that we're covering that has an origin. Um, so as far as in the world of the or the card game of Terra, Bard is not assigned to a region. Despite the fact that he's landing on Ionia, he is independent of a region. So a character with origin, like they just have Terra as their region and they can play cards that match their origin from any region. So there are some cards that will be from Ionian, some cards that are from Targon. And as long as you are playing with Bard in your deck, you can grab those cards from anywhere, quote unquote. But uh, that's all that the origin is there. Uh, Some of the other Runeterra characters, their origins have different effects on it. And uh, so for... uh, Bard's other effect is that if you have three plus mana gems, plant a chime in your deck for each Bard that started the game in your deck. So that uh, that is what the origin is, is that it's Bard's region, for lack of a better way of saying it.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the front of Bard's card, the first piece of the the quote here for the flavor, and this is related to Hedge's uh, previous mentions of old gaffs stories Hey, old gaffs seen his Cheryl strange <laughs> first time was the caretaker himself I reckon like a star streaming across the sky he was felt like the whole world stopped a minute and it was just me and him that's part one <laughs> that was
1: perfect that was perfect. I want you to record a, like, voicemail message for me. <laughs> Old
0: oh, prospector looking for yeah. gold. That's Boy. your motivation.
1: Yeah. Action. <laughs> Hatch is not available. Take your call.
0: <laughs> you yeah, know, you just done missed me. <laughs> All right, so then on the Wandering Caretaker Origin Hedge Mention, there's also some good flavor text here, which references what we talked about. It says a mysterious traveler from beyond the cosmos barred as a being of harmony and balance whose ear is attuned to the symphony of creation and the discord within surrounded by a choir of peculiar creatures known as meeps with which Hetch doesn't understand the wandering caretaker's curious works are celebrated in songs and stories across Runeterra.
1: Look, like, okay, look, there, there are chimes and there are meeps. Right? <laughs> and that officially means that it's one thing more than I'm ready to understand. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, meeps are chimes. <laughs> All
0: right. So let's, you know, we're going to read. There's chimes here as well. Let's read that quote, too. Just, just
1: to have a, hatch. Would you want to you do me the favor? You got it up. <laughs> you monster. Um, do I have chimes up? Oh, I don't have chimes okay. up. All so, right,
0: on so still windless nights, cast your eyes to the heavens and listen for the soft symphony of twinkling chimes. In the moment, you will know that he is watching. Kind of cultish, but it's Bart, so it's friendly. It's not. It's not like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if something's called a caretaker, I'm not really going to be terrified if they're watching over me. Yeah, you know, you know like the, this just kind of gives you know the, like you know, American Christian vibe. uh, (laughs) He's watching us
0: always. (laughs) So we finally get the flipped side of Bard. He's a lot of related cards, so this is why it takes a while. But there's a lot of good content here. Um, He's a four cost still, and he's a three six. So remember, in his picture and in the game, he's a pretty big boy. He has a dumpy on him. We're not surprised.
1: Yeah, and he he's gonna get a seal on both cheeks.
0: Like that's <laughs> like he's earned it. <laughs> so when he's flipped, he has on attack plant six chimes on a random cards in your deck, and when you, you activate a chime, grant plus one plus one to random allies in play. Uh, but the quote here is "Sound the horn for the young and the old. Sound it loud for all that all to behold." Kings bow down and sing their praise to the caretaker and his curious ways, uh, the Terran ballad. And music obviously plays a part in this. When we talk about the story, we'll mention that as well, uh, because what good, you know, uh, tale is told in the past than with music, right? And it fits so well with Bard. Uh,
1: and it's also like this kind of... Finishes the picture of watching this legend grow. Yeah. Because we get to follow Bard from like the first time that he takes a physical form in Room Terra. And if you haven't caught on when we talk about these celestials and demigods, they're old. So, <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> so this is clearly a song that is now like probably like thousands of years later like generations of people later it's like well my grandpappy and his grandpappy before him (laughs) and his grandpappy before him they sang the song at the turning of harvest moon every year
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no he said the words new game
1: (laughs) question mark Huh? 2023 release? Huh? What? All right. If we make it official on our podcast, they have to come out with it.
0: (laughs) Your move, Nintendo. (laughs) But to end this episode, you know, some theories, Hetch, I think covered it earlier, where we talked about, you know, Bard saying he has to pick a side at some point. And there's so many calamitous events that happen in Rune Terror. We don't really know when that moment is, which kind of keeps you on your toes. But we'll get into that in our story episode. So for now, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode.
1: Yeah, and take care and watch out for (laughs) Maduli.